the comic book pit. Okay. busy he's um reinvestigating deflate gate oh yeah because <laughs> that's yeah. That, that was all in the, in the news this week it's right. back deflate gate <laughs> uh, roving uh reporter and sleuth jared yeah is at the front of this I, I, front I, of I, the investigation jared katherine sports yeah. pi <laughs> He only investigates sports-related crimes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why is that not a reality show on ESPN yet? That, that, <laughs> that, that should totally be a show. <laughs> and they should, they should take the old Fall Guy theme song and rework it to reflect <laughs> that. Remember the, remember the Fall Guy? Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> know why the, last night I had that... Uh, theme song in my head, so I, I had to bring up the uh, the intro, the show intro on YouTube and watch it. And uh, um, yeah, did you know? After living in the movies and TV, yeah. <laughs> did you know Colt and Howie were cousins? I didn't know that. On the show, yeah. The two like, characters oh, were characters. Were, yeah, yeah, they I, were they were cousins. I vaguely remember that. Um. Okay, if I asked you how many seasons do you think the Fall Guy went, what would you say? Uh, I don't know, four? Oh, close. Five. Yeah. It went five, five seasons. Dang, I, yeah. I thought two, maybe three at the most. I I watched the heck out of that show. Like, that was our, like, you know how they say don't do this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. We would try to do the things that he did. Like, that was my brother and I, we would... We would see something, he'd jump, you know, in the beginning scene, I think he jumps, he has a rope tied to a doorway and he jumps out and swings in. Yeah. We would tie ropes up and try to swing and, <laughs> you know, do now, that stuff. I mean. For for our younger listeners, because the Duke and I are crusty old men, <laughs> The Fall Guy was an early 80s action TV show starring Lee Majors, a.k.a. The Six Million Dollar Man. As uh, wow. his, na- his name is Colt Seavers, he was a Hollywood stuntman, and in his off time, he was a bounty hunter. And he uh, he worked with his cousin, who oh, was yeah. also a stunt. He was also a stunt guy. Yeah, but he was he was also kind of like the goofball. He was kind of the yeah. Top, he was the, yeah. I mean, if, if your name is Howie, you're you're the you're the class clown. Well, it's you're the goofball. And you know, unfor- the unforgettable Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas, yeah, she yeah. was. She was also. She was a stunt woman. 
Yeah. On the show, if I remember correctly. And drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. And yeah. and together they were uh, they were bounty hunters. Yeah, I mean before Dog, so. you know, before Dog, and yeah, there was the Fall Guy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how it goes. So. And uh, but yeah, that was like classic '80s action television. I mean, that was that you know the '80s. There were so many great action TV shows, and that was one of them. Yeah. Um, they had that great pickup truck that they drove around in. Remember that thing? Oh yeah, no, I had the Matchbox car. Yeah. Like that thing was awesome. I had the big uh, eagle on the mm-hmm. on the hood. Yeah, that was like a. It was almost like uh like Bigfoot, you know, like a monster truck, but mm-hmm. it didn't have. The monster wheels. No, yeah, it was just kind of like... It was like there's... It was just jacked up a little bit. Yeah, like, it was still like their lifted. daily driver, but it was right. like a, a big truck, which was pretty awesome. And also, a little bit of Fall Guy trivia, Lee Majors sang the theme song. I don't know if I knew that. I don't remember. Well, now you know. And, wow, and that's you'll, awesome. You'll have to go listen to it when we're done here. The, or the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading lady kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. That's right. Boom. Because I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Ah, Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's ingrained in my brain. But sadly, only the first season is streaming. Oh, man, that's a bummer. And it's not even on Netflix. It's It's streaming on Hulu. And um, I think on Amazon Prime, or or Amazon Instant Video, oh, sweet. whatever you want to call it. Um, only the first season. I'm like, huh. okay, now Let's that I've got it, it yeah, now that I've got it in my head, I'm gonna have to watch the Fall Guy, and I'm gonna eat <laughs> all five seasons. We're gonna have to make that happen. So, yeah. uh, pr- you know, Mr. Hulu, uh, President and CEO of Hulu, you got to make that happen. Yeah, we need them all. <laughs> well, you got to get to the episodes where Marky Post started getting, you know. Yeah, I forgot Marky Post was in it. Marky Post was in it, and they always played her as like drab and like, you know, uh, she's all just this businesswoman. And then yeah, like at some was, point during she, the show, they she, realized she is hot. Yeah, and they were just like, you know what, we're gonna need you to do, you know, <laughs> to be the new Heather Thomas of the show. We're gonna need you to take your clothes off. Pretty much, I think that was like. I don't want to say that's a jump the shark, but I think at the end of the show is when that started happening. That was a when they're like the ratings were dipping. That was a jump the post. Jump the post, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, she was. Uh, what was she played in the show? Was she like his manager or agent or something? She was, um, I think she was the one that actually issued the the warrants, you know, or the bounties. Oh, okay. I thought like she was a lawyer or something. Oh, see, and she would. Yeah, it's been so long. I have no idea. I think that's what she did. And she would just come in and basically say, "Hey, this is the job. Do you want it?" And they would take it, of course. And then at the end, she'd be, you know, they'd all kind of laugh together, and you know, <laughs> the, the camera would freeze. Mm-hmm. You know? So. And that that's that's classic eighties as well. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that ending. I'm I'm in the right now. I'm uh, I'm I'm rewatching old episodes of Mash. Oh man! I'm in. Uh, oh my god! Season season eight. Are you watching all of them? Yes. Oh my god! Let me tell <laughs> you, it the first five seasons are the are probably the best. After that, 
it gets a little dour. Yeah. Um, there's pretty much from season season eight. There's literally there's no laugh track. Yeah. They 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 did away with the laugh track. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And things start to get a little more serious, a little more like introspective. Um, but also what started, actually, I think this started with season seven. They started doing that freeze frame at the end of the episode. Yeah. And they, and it's so bad though. It's so awkward because the, like the, the last line or the last joke is never funny. Yeah. Or the timing is off with (laughs) the freeze frame. Like they're, they're waiting too long to freeze it or when they freeze it, it's, Whoever they freeze on, like their expression is the worst. <laughs> it, it's like when you take a picture of someone when they're not expecting it, and oh they, yeah, and they look like like they blink or their mouth is half open, like they're. It's just the worst. Oh, and yeah. every time the end of an episode comes on, I'm like, uh, here it comes. This yeah. is going to be bad, and it's always bad. <laughs> well, um, now that we've scared off. Everybody. Yeah. Now that you know, no one the- under the age of forty knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Welcome um, to Comic Book Pit, <laughs> episode two hundred two, where we do in fact talk about comic books. We eventually do get to comic books, <laughs> but as we are a couple of old men, we like to talk about uh, TV shows from thirty years ago. <laughs> but hey, it's when it's things our- were good. That's right. <laughs> but could, no, but could, could you imagine like if shows then were made now? It would like the opening of the mash would be like, "My name is Hawkeye Pierce." I yeah. thought, you know that that's how it would open now. Oh yeah, they, they always do the "My name is My name is yeah My name is Hawkeye oh. Pierce, and I'm an army surgeon stationed in Korea." As a matter of fact, they're doing the, you know, they're doing a reboot of, um, um, oh man. Drawn a blank now. Why? Why would <laughs> Why? I do that? Why now? Oh, National Lampoon Vacation. I watched that trailer today. I, I did too, and I was like, oh, it's. I, I know it's going to suck. I just know yeah, it. but it's weird because it, it's a reboot, but it's not a reboot. Right, because it's supposed to be rusty. It's the sun, but it's the, it's the exact same story. Yeah, but now that you know, as with most comedies, they go with the the over the top either gross out or the over sexualization of the characters and I, yeah, I did get a chuckle here and there but right. overall I'm like nope this it's is not, not happening gonna, yeah it's it's not the same man okay first of all if they were i mean i don't think ed helms is as big as he used to be i mean no. it's, it's it's not a um bachelor what um that the what's it called the uh, that bachelor party movie? Oh, um, well, we're just really terrible. The Hangover, that, the Hangover, the Hangover. You know the, the the Hangover movies are done. Um, Ed Helms is no longer. I mean, The Office is over. Ed Helms yeah. is like really cooled off now. Yeah. Um, the, I think they should have they should have gone back with Anthony and Michael Hall. Yeah. I mean, if if, if you're uh, yeah, that he's still awesome. around, he's still acting. Yeah, get Anthony Michael Hall to play to re- reprise his character of of Rusty Griswold. Yeah, it's a it's a tough thing because like yeah, are you gonna have, um, you know you, 
how, how do you top Chevy Chase, honestly? And, and like, you don't, you don't want to have somebody that is just going to be Chevy Chase or try because people see through that. But at the same time, if everybody's kind of like watching to see if the movie is going to be funny, like mm-hmm. Chevy Chase funny. Yeah. So, and then, you know, like, I still say the closest we got in this generation is Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's the best Chevy out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. The, the, that they never remade Fletch with him yeah. is, a, is, a, is a crime. Yeah. It's a tragedy. It's a, it, it, it's a, it, it's on par. It's, it's a national disaster. <laughs> but no. National Lampoon's disaster. <laughs> yeah. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> um, no, I think that's going to be San Andreas. That's going to be their, that's going to be a disaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Rock is going to punch an earthquake right in the face. <laughs> um, so, well, speaking of, I guess, well, not really speaking of TV, but I guess we can just go to move to TV now. Um, yeah. So things are starting to wrap up. TV shows like, um, you know, Gotham just wrapped up this week. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got the last couple of episodes of Flash, Arrow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I'm caught up on Flash, and I, I finished up Gotham uh, um, for forever, I might add. Yes, that's what I wanted to talk about. I am not going back for season two. You you are done with Gotham. Yes, I am. That I I just half heartedly watched shot. the finale. Yeah, and I it, it basically I had the same thought running through my head as I did since it came back after the winter break, and that is, what's going on? It's a jumbled mess. Um, I mean, you that, know what's funny is. I watched it too. I probably had about the same response as you. Um, but I will probably try to give it another season. Like I, I, it didn't shut me down, but I'm, I would say that I agree with you that it just, it was the most disjointed finale. And, and honestly, the, that, Later half of the season was just terrible. Oh, it was, it like was, as far as when you when you look at it overall, like there was putrid. good moments. What? It was putrid. Yeah, there was some good moments in there, but like when you overall look at what they did from yeah. episodes, and I'll even say that it was probably episode fourteen through the end. Those are those are stinkers. I mean, mm-hmm. just leave them because what? I, and I'm sure this is what happened, but. I'm sure that they were only going to do 13 episodes. And then they said, hey, the ratings are good, let's do more. Mm-hmm. And the writers were like, oh, crap, we we wrote ourselves to an end on episode 13, and now we have to make up more stuff. So, so hence then you get Fish Mooney at the Dollmaker, you know, <laughs> thing. That, oh, that, that whole, like creepy island hospital that was absolutely um, pointless yeah that was terrible um and it, we're gonna spoil it here for everyone yeah because well yeah you're not missing anything you're not missing yeah you it, but, this is yeah um the the whole mess between 
all the like the, between the two different crime fam. There was the Falcone and and Maroni, Maroni and Penguin. It was yeah. like this in this triangle, and you had the Penguin going back and forth so many times, and then he was on the outs, but he was doing his own thing. Yeah, but they wanted to kill him, but nobody would kill him. Um, I, he was. I, I just got so confused. It was so convoluted, and made no sense. And so, and just the just all the the crime family stuff was so cliche. Yeah, um, there was just nothing interesting about it at all. Um, and I I still don't know what happened. Like, I don't. But at the, the same show, time, I don't care. I don't care who's alive or who's dead. But apparently, the the only thing I I remember from the finale is, I guess the penguin is on top now. He's he's not the, really. That's what's stupid about it. All, all he did was kill Fish Mooney, right? Yeah. And then he says he's the king of Gotham. But he's not really. Not yet. He's I mean, just pretty much right back where he started before Fish Mooney yeah. came back from that island. They, yeah, like, they, right. And that's what it is. It's like, at that part, at that point, Penguin should have just killed Fish Mooney and it would have been awesome. You know? But instead, they they saved her, brought her back for the finale, only to kill her off again in a really stupid way. Mm-hmm. You know that that was the dumbest. And then and then her bodyguard too, whose mind had been wiped by Zaz, um, you know, reprogrammed whatever. I felt like he he should have died at the end of it too. Like, you know, it's funny. I don't even remember that happening. That, oh, it's dumb. Yeah, basically... Uh, I wonder if that's an episode I missed or something, or just what's his name? blocked uh, it out. Not Maroney, the other guy. Falcone? Falcone. Falcone has Zaz, you right. know, and he... You know, I, I don't know, I don't remember. Fish Mooney escaped, and then they're like, well, what are we going to do with her number two? And they're like, well, we're just going to reprogram him. Oh, I kind of so, remember that now. Yeah. Okay. So then he was, but then he was served Penguin, which, you know, was a gift, I guess. But then at the end, you know, like, they did that whole thing where he he ended up shooting both of them. He shot Penguin and Fish. Yeah, that's right. And, and I thought Fish was going to actually throw him over the side. But then she, she's just like, oh, don't worry. And then Penguin's like, you're dead, you're going to be dead, Fish. And he's like... And Fish, she says the stupidest thing. She's like, hey, it's all good. And then Penguin throws her over the side. <laughs> like, pretty easily, too. Like, he just, like, she was not even over the edge. She, they just, he just flipped her over. And I was like, what? It's like, this is stupid. So, uh, we didn't get to, this isn't even the worst part of the episode. <laughs> the, the worst part was... We'll go to the worst part. Was Barbara? I was I was waiting for that. Yeah, losing her mind over, you know, from the other crappy episodes that they were essentially fill-in episodes with uh, Peter Petrelli right. and um, well, yeah, aka the ogre on the episodes. Well, let's let let's cut to the part in the beginning where um, Leslie Tom's, Tompkins, the police doctor, like the forensic or, like, the uh, medical examiner, is 
giving um, Barbara, a, like you know, giving like checking her out, like yeah, basically yeah. doing what they should have been doing at the emergency room. Right. But they're doing it in the police station. Right. That is ridiculous. Well, and then and and then they're like, oh, you know, you, you really need to talk to someone professional, like a counselor, about what happened. And she's like, oh, can you do it? I trust you. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, this is just so bad. It's so contrived. Yeah, and she's like, well, I've got a little bit of trauma training, so that, I guess. Isn't that what you actually said about it at Free Comic Day? That is that what did you say that that basically everything is cliche? Probably and that every episode, basically everything is cliche in it, and it. And, and the story only serves to serve more cliches. <laughs> it is. It's just so poorly written, and it's, and it's just. I, I I really am flabbergasted that there are quote unquote professional writers getting paid to, <coughs> to write this garbage. It, it really is really is shocking. Yes, and I, you know, I was I was a staunch Gotham defender when the show started. Yeah. You know, because I knew it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be the 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 Batman origin we knew, but there have been so many retellings of it that I was okay with them taking some liberties and plus the fact that it's the first season and you know there's always some rough parts in a yeah. first season of almost any show. Right. Uh and, and so I w- I was very forgiving. And there were even a couple of episodes that I really enjoyed. But then I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was a staffing change or or what happened. You know, if, if, if they lost writers, if they got new writers. But yeah. something happened between, you know, the, the, around the holidays, between the, when the show went off the air for the holidays and when it came back. And it was just like a completely different show. I, I, do, I think... I think it's just the, you know, it happens to a lot of first-year shows that if they are popular, then they make up, they're like, hey, it's not going to be 13 episodes, it's going to be longer, so then they had to write a longer story arc, and, you know, they could, like I say, they could have tied up the mob story and, and Fish Mooney and everything would have been tied up at the end of probably episode 13, without checking, I'm just saying that. Mm-hmm. And then, but they, but they, they probably weren't allowed, you know, they're like, oh, well, we got to keep them around now. And then, um, and then, oh, the other thing about that finale was, didn't it feel like it should have been two episodes and, and they just hammered it down into 40, 40 minutes? Like they, uh, that's like, hard. That's hard for me to say, actually, just because I, I, I had so much contempt for it going <laughs> For instance, at the beginning, um, they were calling Gordon Commissioner, and it, and I was pretty much like, when did that happen? Oh, I missed that. Yeah, he's like, oh, this, the city's in, uh, you know, this, there's gang wars, and it's been going on for two weeks because they did that two weeks later thing, and the one guy salutes Gordon. And he's like, "Hey, knock it off." Oh, this that is temporary. okay. That I did see. Okay. And it's like, what is that? Like, why? Why even bring that in? 
you know, like that was that was not needed at all. And and, and all it did was make me think that I missed an episode. And this whole season feels like I missed it. Like every other episode. Yeah. I I feel like every episode, I'm, you know, that there's six or seven missing episodes out there that would fill in nicely and make, make sense of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just cut some of the fat, like the, the Peter Petrelli, uh, serial killer. Yeah. Those two episodes were terrible. Yeah. And they ruined Barbara as a character, which I've said before. And like, not that she was great before, but they could have had, they had an opportunity to bring her back and make her better. Well, they, they at least, they actually made her worse. They at least made her somewhat, I mean, I, I didn't like her anymore, but they, they made it a little more interesting when they had her, you know, when Be they, well, no, I was gonna say even <laughs> before that, when, when she had that love affair with Renee Montoya. Oh yeah. Both, you know, when they alluded to the one that they did have, before she and Jim got together, and right. then the, the one that they rekindled after she and Jim split up. But then they just completely wrote out Renee Montoya. Yeah. Like, she's gone. And the other guy. Yeah, uh, Alan, Christmas Alan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would, yeah, what the heck? Bottom line, this was just, this was, it, it ended with a whimper, not a bang. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty pretty bad. So, and then like overall, like it was it was really bad storytelling. There was nothing that, um, you know, they they changed the character. Some of the characters changed in a, in a way, to make them more comic book char- characters. But they didn't really do anything with Jim, you know, their main character, and they did nothing to, um, yeah, progress you know, his character. I I. I read something like a review or something where they they said that Jim Gordon you know has basically just two two modes he has you know stoic and like rage yeah you know and he's either the strong silent type or he's like full on you know kill them all yeah but there's no yeah there's no character in between yeah I, yeah. I don't feel like they they did anything with any character this entire season. Like they there was no uh, no progression. I mean, no. They didn't yeah, they didn't take any character and do anything with it. The only the only character that I I liked watching week in and week out was Harvey Bullock. Yes. You know, Donald Logue was Yes. He's a great Harvey Bullock and he's the only character I, you know, if like, if they had a Harvey Bullock TV show, I'd watch it. Yeah. He, yeah, you're right. And, and, and it's funny because even in the, in the dialogue, Fish Mooney was basically saying, because they're all tied up because that made sense. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was going to kill each one of them, but then she got to Harvey and she goes, no, nah, you're cool. Yeah. She's like, ah, oh, we're good. Yeah. And, and it was like, you know what? He is cool. He's the best part of the show. Mm-hmm. And 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 what's crazy is is that I didn't like Fish at the beginning. She was one of the best characters on that show. Well, Sad there were, to say. there were some characters that they that they chewed up the scenery well, and some that they like you know Fish as opposed to the guy that played Don Maroney. Oh yeah, like I like that actor. He was he was uh, 
if you ever watched Ain't, uh, Dexter, he was uh, the one cop. He was uh, Lieutenant mm-hmm. Angel Batista. Oh, okay. And I loved him on Dexter, but you know, playing this Italian mob boss on Gotham, and he was just—it was like the worst kind of of stereotypical, yeah, uh, characterization. Basically, of that, you know, but it, like there were just some char- some actors that really chewed up their scenery and dialogue well, and some that just, ugh, it's just painful. Yeah, and I didn't like how that, you know they turned it into like a women's lib kind of thing with him, you know, because he was basically he kept calling fish toots or whatever he oh was ba- babes babes. Yeah, that, and then being smart about it—that was—that was a really dumb way to get her to shoot him. To like, yeah, to get her to flip out. That was dumb. Yeah, and, like, and the, the way he kept like like egging her on. They could have done. I mean, because she's she's someone who is motivated, and she could have just point blank shot him in the first place, mm-hmm. and just said, "Okay, this is my plan. He's dead." You know. But instead, they were like. Oh, she... She had to have, like, a reason, and it had to be... Cause and it basically was, like, a dumb reason. It was a really dumb reason. For for her, especially as strong a, a strong a personality as she she was, why would she... Yeah. Why would that get under her skin at all? That seems like such a dumb thing for her, for that right. character to do. Right. Uh, because she is so smart and calculating. Right. You know, it's like, for her, it's, it's, it's not checkers, it's chess. Yeah, she would have she would have shot him for a whole other reason and without any, you know. Right. It, if she felt that served her plan, she would have just shot him. Right. There, it, it would have served a, a bigger purpose. Yeah. So. But they played it out to. Yeah, they're just ter- just terrible writers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So, in other words, <laughs> <laughs> don't. It, well, now you can see, now the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to watch next year. Well, what I am going to do <laughs> is, during the summer, um, right now, I have no plans to go back. Yeah. But I will keep my eyes open throughout the summer, because that's when they, you know, they'll announce things, and maybe they'll bring someone interesting on the show, either a character or an actor that I like. Yeah. Uh so we'll see. I mean, but, you know, right now, I, I you know, I, I do not have good feelings about Gotham. Something may change where, it, you know, I might be, a, you know, a little interested to see how they come back. But I, I, I'm not optimistic at all. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. Well, that. That was, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I think we we we, we that devoted was a nerve. We devoted way too much time to that for for such a crappy show. That touched a nerve. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, yeah. We, all right. We, we had some things to work out with that show. Right. <laughs> some some inner feelings. <laughs> yeah, I think you're. I think you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, maybe we should just. Talk let's about some just, comics. Yeah, let's just skip all the rest and because uh, because um, you know the, the, well the other shows haven't reached their finales yet. Yeah. Um, Flash, Arrow, yeah. Shield. Um, so I feel like we still have some stuff, you know, some things to talk about, but later on. Well, yeah, we'll pick them up on their way out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm a few episodes, I'm like two episodes behind on Arrow. I'm an episode behind on Shield. And I'm all uh, caught up on, uh, Flash. I'm one behind on Shield and Flash. And I am about five behind on Arrow, so. Okay. Yeah. So I'm way behind the curve on that one. Um, but hey, uh, other news though, they, they, CW just announced that they're gonna do an, a third show in their little DC universe that they have cooking. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, of course I forget the title because I just thought of it and was like, oh, oh yeah. is it uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, something to that effect is going to feature Adam, the Adam, and a number of other characters that were have been in Arrow and Flash. Well, they're they're bringing back plus some new characters. Um, but I think the basic premise is um, they're introducing Rip Hunter. Oh yeah, and he's which if you know you're even remotely familiar with DC history and lore, mm-hmm. Rip Hunter is like this time traveling adventurer, and he sees something in the future. I guess he comes back and decides he's got to put together uh, a team or he's got to find people to help him, you know, avoid whatever's coming down the pike. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got the Atom. Um, they're bringing back Sarah Lance as Black Canary. Yeah. So I wonder okay. if maybe he's going to go through time and, like, pick her out yes. of time or something. They pretty much said that the show is going to be, like, a time travel show. Um, um, that they're picking up like a, it's almost like, um, Marvel's book, you know, where they're going to pick up characters, mm-hmm. pluck them out of time and, um, you know, battle Well, what, something. What else is cool is they're, they're going to have villains on this, like, as, I guess, kind of quote of the quote part of the team, um, Captain Cold and Heatwave from the Flash are going to be yeah. on it. Um, that's awesome. And they're going to have, uh, they're, they're going to be introducing Hot Girl. Hot Girl. Hot. No. <laughs> Sorry. Hot Girl. I just, I know. Hawk Girl. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, Hawk Girl. Um, so yeah, it should be, it should be fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, you know, especially after, you know, the season we've gotten with Flash. Um, and Arrow is a solid show. I'm, you know, not as, not as, you know, like I have to say it, but not as good as season two, but I'm still Mm -hmm. liking season three. So I I would say the CW has handled everything well. So I think they'll be all right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're doing their, their TV shows still pretty well. Um, and they, uh, well, CBS is, you know, they're they're going to be doing Supergirl, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know if it's official, but it's, it's supposed oh, yeah. to take place in the same universe as the CW shows. Yeah. Oh, nice. That would uh, be awesome. Wait, there was someone else. Oh, um, uh, one other character I forgot about, um, Victor Garber who plays Professor Martin Stein, the other half of Firestorm. Oh, yeah. Is going to be in it. But it doesn't say that the guy that actually plays Firestorm is going to be in it. Ah, that's funny. Well, I wonder if they're saving him to be on The Flash. 
perhaps. Um, but, uh, so yeah, Supergirl's supposed to be uh, coming up in the fall uh, from CBS, and I read somewhere where it's supposed to take place in the same universe as the other shows, so we'll see. Um, iZombie got renewed. Yeah. For a second season, which is that's cool. a show I'm I'm way behind on that too, but it's it was good like uh, from what I've seen of it. Yeah, I'm I'm so, also behind. I I think I I read I read I watched the first like three or four episodes, mm-hmm. um, but I like it. Yeah. Um, sweet. Yeah, that's what we want. We want more shows. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't have time to <laughs> do it all. Still won it all, so. <laughs> well, I think that I'm, I'm. At first, I was a little skeptical, but I'm kind of. Uh, the more I think about it, and the more I see like what they're doing, I'm, I'm getting. Uh, I'm kind of excited for the uh, Legends of Tomorrow show. Yeah. Um, especially the, the the fact that they are, you know, throwing in some some villains. It's kind of cool. Um. Hell yeah. Um, should we? I, 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 we keep we keep dodging comics tonight. Like, what do we do? Oh, we, should, okay. we should talk about some comics. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I know we keep getting we keep keep getting like, sidetracked. Ooh, yeah. Um, ooh, shows and stuff. Okay. Well. Um, uh, well, you want to you want to get us started? Uh, sure. I could. Oh my god. Um. Should I? I don't even know where to begin with the Secret Wars. I mean, but um, it's a lot of material to, you know, like how do you even? Well, this one we should, if, if we're gonna, we either shouldn't spoil it or we should do spoiler warnings because it just came out this week, which we normally don't talk about. Okay. Books the week of. We could. We you but, know what we can talk like I've I've read. We could talk in general terms. Yeah, let's talk about. Avengers and new Avengers that led up to Secret Wars. How about that? You go ahead with that because I I haven't I, I haven't read those, but I can jump in because I've read Secret Wars number one. Well, here's here's my I don't I, I got some I'm still kind of sussing this one out, but I have some complaints, of course, <laughs> because I'm a comic book fan, um, and I complain. You know, that's what we do as a as a species of comic nerds. Um, But New Avengers and Avengers both ended like two weeks ago. And they, and they're like, Oh man, you you know, this is it. Like, this is the finale. Um, What a great run, blah, blah. But there was no finale in either book because both books were like, Oh, well, if you want to know the rest of the story, you got to read secret wars. And I'm, I'm like, what a cop out right off the bat. Yeah. Because neither book ended. It just stopped. Like so so they made it like such a big deal that these were like final issues, but really really they just changed the title. They they changed the title instead of two Avenger books, you're going to get two Secret War books per month. So we'll get issues 1 and 2, you know, within the same month. Um and that's it's Still, they might as well just, they could have just called it Avengers Continues. 
or something. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's an absolute continuation. And honestly, I uh, you know, I read the zero issue for um Free Comic Day. And there that there's no jumping on point for Secret Wars. There you know, if you're new to it and you're trying to figure it out, it's it's complete craziness. Like just hold on. You know, like just hang on. Yeah. Ride it out. If you're familiar with the characters, you'll probably make it through. But there's no, like, hey, um, oh, wow, I'm coming into the story all brand new. This is, like, right smack dab in the middle or even last act of Avengers. Well, and and this is where I feel like I come in because I'm not caught up with the Avengers, new Avengers, um... I just read. I read an advanced copy of Secret Wars number one mm-hmm. on Sunday at the comic book store, and um, I don't know. I, I even though I don't have a full knowledge of all the intricacies that Jonathan Hickman has, you know, poured into these books for the last like, yeah. three or four years. Um, I read Secret Wars number one, and it's like immediately there's a sense of impending doom and urgency. It's like they don't give you time to wonder what's going on because people are just too, you know, it's like everyone's too busy trying to like basically just survive. Right. That's, that's what it is. If you can hold on, it's like a Bronco bull of, of a first issue. You know, you just, just grab hold, try to, Mm -hmm. Ride it out, and I think the payoff is going to be probably better in the second issue. But oh my god, I thought the—I mean, the, the first issue was like kind of a for me. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but it was kind of like a punch to the gut. Yes, I mean, some stuff happened in that, and yeah, I, it totally is. Like I almost felt myself getting like I was breathing fast. I was like, you know, like it, it almost felt like a, a disaster movie to me. Yeah, where you're kind of on the edge of your seat and you know some people are going to make it and some people aren't and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It, it's it's probably my biggest complaint of all for this whole summer storyline is that for this for the summer storyline to succeed the the heroes have to lose. Like they're like it's it's abs, it's absolutely a no-win situation. Mhm. And uh, the summer event is going to be the fallout of that. Like that, it's not like they won, but at what cost? It's just like flat out they lost. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that just doesn't sound like you know comic books no, to me. Or, you because know, comics, you know, the heroes should win, right? But instead, they're just barely surviving. Uh, imagine the movie. Uh... Deep Impact, one, yeah. of the, one of the two amazing asteroid movies we got in the summer yeah. of 96. Right. Um, <laughs> so the the asteroid, of you know, inevitably hits the Earth because that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. That's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the disaster. And the fallout of the disaster is watching, you know, the destruction on Earth and waiting to see who makes it and who doesn't. Yeah. And that's kind of the feeling I got. It was like, 
I felt like I was watching, like I said, a, a, a disaster movie of, yeah. you know, uh, epic proportions. Um, th- this wasn't Armageddon where, you know, they they blew up the asteroid and only one person got killed. Yeah. Where, you know, Bruce Willis valiantly sacrificed his life to save the planet. <clears throat> this was like, no, man, millions of people in this movie are going to die. I mean, yeah. people died in Deep Impact. Yeah. And Secret Wars was, like, pretty high stakes. Well, Secret Wars, yeah, man. And and I'm kind of in now. I'm kind of like, you know, I, I'm not going to buy any of the Battle World stuff. Like, that I, has... I, I, yeah, I, just, I, I, I can't do it. I, I can't yeah. keep up with all of that. But I am gonna, I'm gonna read Secret Wars. I'm gonna I am see too, what's because, going on. Right, because I like how I like Hickman's, how Hickman handles, you know, a, a crisis of that magnitude. I mean, that's what that's what I, why I've read his stuff from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Is like, how does he handle concepts that are that big? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and he just um, you know there no. Didn't pull any punches, um, you know. And, and granted, you know, you could say, well, he let this happen to this character because it doesn't matter because eventually they'll all come back at the end. But, yeah. but, but the point is, what happens in the here and now, and how that's going to yeah. affect maybe affect characters going forward throughout the rest of this event. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and and we've talked about events in the past, and I think the last one I read was Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. And that, I got, I totally got burned by that one because, but it was like 10 issues, and I think I enjoyed the first five issues, and then the the last five issues, I I felt like I was getting bitch slapped every time I read it. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, this, this just keeps getting worse and worse, and by the end, I just didn't even care about the event. You know, and that, and and so you know, ever yeah, since then, I, I I haven't, you know, I've been, you know, it's you know that event fatigue where you just shy away from the big events and just wait to see how things shake out at the end. I, I, I yeah, this is part of the problem with getting older too is like being so skeptical, um, but, um. I sit back from this story, like this whole Secret War story, Battle World, and everything, you know. And and the comparison has been made before, but like that they that the Beyonders, I I don't even see them as characters. I see them as the guys, you know, the executives of Marvel or Disney, whoever, and is telling these guys, you have to do this this summer, like you have to have the craziest idea ever. And they're like, okay, you know, so then like they basically wrote about, you know, how we have to tear up the company, you know, so they, Mm -hmm. so they, they transfer themselves to the, you're the beyonders. They're the creative people are basically the superheroes and they're in a no win situation where they have to do what they're being told. (laughs) Like that's how I'm reading it. Like I feel like such a cynic, but yeah, um, I mean, it, yeah, you could look at it that way, and you know, it is kind of kind of meta in that way. Yeah. That you know, it's like in order to so, the, it's so like, that they, it, well, it's like they have to tear everything down in order to 
you know, build so it they, back up. I mean, because they want to address issues, you know, um, with the old model of comics, and they want to. So they're, I mean, because they even give us a hint with, uh, you know, the all new, all different Avengers book that came out on Free Comic Day, um, kind of to give us a glimpse of what what they intend, and you know, they're like, hey, this, you know, the the characters are going to look different, things are going to be different. Um, you know, in a, in a hope of probably trying to reach new readers, um, but at what cost? But at what cost? You know, mm -hmm. to the old readers. So they're like, ah, you guys are too old. Don't worry about it. You don't need to read these anyway. Um, you know, numbers don't lie. When you go to New York Comic Con, and you know, over forty is uh, the minority. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is. But. Yeah, I, I, I really, I just feel skeptical about the whole thing, and but I'm like, Hickman's a good writer, and you know, I'm being entertained in a way, you know, because I, you know, being an adult too, you get interested in the way office politics are, mm -hmm. and you kind of apply what happens in the comic book to the office and. You know, it's just the whole thing. Well, here's here's the for me the the bottom line is, I read this book and I actually felt something. Yeah. Like for the first time in a long time, I I I, I read what happened to some characters and I was like, wow, that was it, you know got me right in the feels. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's I'm gonna keep going until you know until. I'm going to ride out as long as I can. We'll see what happens. I mean, things could change, but um, yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm giving Secret Wars a thumbs up right now. Okay. Obviously, I'm I'm sticking with it. You know, as, as cynical as I am, because I still mm -hmm. find it incredibly interesting. Mm -hmm. so that that you know, whether or not I like it, I find it very interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> that's beside the point. Like, okay. there's no time for that. So, um, anyway. Okay. Well, um, I discovered a, uh, I got to read a, some books from a, a fairly new comic publisher uh, this week called a Black Mask Comic. Yeah. Was it Black Mask Comics or Black Mask Studios or just Black Mask? Um I think it's just Black Mask. I think it's just Black Mask. Um, yeah. The, uh, oh, Black Publisher, Black Mask Comics. I want to make sure I give credit to where credit's due. Comics. Uh, so the, the first one I read is called Space Riders number one. And it's a, it's a four issue series. And, uh, this was just straight up fun sci-fi. Very trippy art, similar. You know, it, it, you can tell they definitely have that that Kirby yeah um, feel, kind of like a like a Tom Scioli. Yeah, totally. Um, Tom. And it's got like the the, the bright colors. Uh, just, I mean, the, the spaceship is a giant skull called <laughs> the. Uh, it's actually called the the skull ship Santa Muerte, and. <laughs> It's uh, I'll just I, you know what I'm, I'm just gonna read the solicitation because it's it, it's almost okay, 
too uh, too crazy to, to describe. Uh, Capitan Peligro and his fearless crew deal harsh justice to the scum of the galaxy while searching for the forbidden truths truths of the universe. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit more to it than that. Obviously, that's kind of a vague uh, description, but. What you have is this disgraced captain, this Capitan Peligro, who you see if, um, you don't really get his whole history, but you see that he was, uh, injured in this space battle. He's floating in space. He's missing an eye. Cut to a year later. He's kind of on the, on the fringe. You know, he's, mm-hmm. um, he was, um, relieved of duty as a captain from this ship and, He's just, you know, at, uh, you know, he's kind of just doing his own thing now. He's kind of like a maybe a gun for hire. You don't really know. Um, and then he's recruited again by the by the space riders to uh, to be a captain. I mean, it, it, it's it's a it's pretty like the storytelling is simple is the wrong word. I mean, it's it's just very straightforward. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Um, you know the. His his crew consists of. I mean, besides from him, it's uh, a a uh, female robot and a half man, half mandrel uh, mm. crewman. And I don't know what it is. The, this this book was just a lot of fun. Oh, nice! And it's um, it's for much. It's mature readers mostly for for language. Okay. There's. No, uh, no sexual situations. It was just mostly language, but uh, just a real fun, trippy, just straight up sci-fi space adventure. Um, big thanks to Colin from Pittsburgh Comics for saving a copy of this for me. I think it was his last copy. I think it was too. Because these, uh, for some reason, these Black Mask comics are hard to find. I think they're just they're they're under ordered, but they're really good comics. They're like high quality. Uh, not only the comics themselves, like the physical books, but the writing and the art, um, and and the concepts are just. You know, I, I I feel like these everyone's looking for these comics now, and you can't find them anywhere. Yeah. Um, like this first issue is is hard to find. Of uh, space riders, and um, the and I, and I think the the next book I was going to talk about real quick, um, a book called We Can Never Go Home. Yeah, issues one and two. Well, issue two just came out this week, but um, yeah, issue one I think is is already going back for a second printing. It did. Yeah, I actually saw the second print on the shelf this week. Okay. Yeah. And this, um, I, I just read the, the first two issues today. It's um, it, it kind of reminds me of Brian Woods um, that book demo. I don't know if you if you ever oh, read yeah. that. Yeah, Becky Cloonan. Yeah, Becky Cloonan, where yeah. it was you know focused on um, uh, kind of a group of like like each issue was a different character and they were kind of people that lived on the fringe or they were um, like outcasts, like, or people that, but, and they were all people that had the like real subtle abilities. Yeah. And it was like, 
just stories of of that. Um, so this is uh, two teenagers who um, they each share a secret. They can do things that other people can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but their abilities kind of take them down a dark path. Uh, there's a, an accident where someone dies, and they're, they're both, you know, because they're teenagers, they're, you know, kind of disillusioned with the system, with their families, with their parents, with their, with their peers, you know, yeah. school, I mean, everything. So they're like, um, you know, they st- steal a car, we have a duffel bag full of cash, fully loaded for 45 and superpowers. Let's <laughs> now we're on the run. Yeah. Um, it did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I read the first two issues, uh, really strong storytelling. Uh, the, the writing was top notch. I mean, it, it, I felt like they were like the t- being teenagers, like writing teenagers, I feel like is problematic. Sometimes they either come off as, snarky adults or whiny brats (laughs) and this this book i felt like really straddled the line and nailed it yeah he like written uh, who's writing matthew rosenberg and patrick Mm -hmm. uh kindlin i i feel like they really got the voices of these characters down nice and where you know because, like I said, I mean, teenage characters are—I feel like they're hard to write because they're—they're they're teetering on the, they're kids teetering on the edge of being adults. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, straddling that line between, you know, just a child, you know, between um, innocence and, you know, being an adult. Um, but. Like I said, I, I feel like, you know, these guys nailed it. And the art by uh, Josh Hood was really good. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we were we were lucky enough to get the the first two issues. We got um, preview copies of the first two issues. Yeah. So, Duke, I would, I would highly recommend. I will have to definitely check those out. Yeah, I would highly recommend checking those out. Nice. Um, again, because these, these issues are going to be hard to find on the shelf. You know, unless you get lucky and find a retailer that, you know, didn't sell out or ordered enough or, or what. But um, I feel like, you know, the, these Black Mass comics are really, you know, they really hit the ground running and they're and they're uh, yeah, um, picking up steam. Uh, one of these names st- stands out to me, but uh, the Black Mask is a comic book and graphic novel publishing company formed by Matt Pizzolo, Steve Niles, and Brett. Gerwitz. Oh, okay. So we know. I mean, Steve Niles is a is, yeah. a, is a name that we all right. recognize. Right. So there is some. Yeah, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Some pedigree of some kind. Yeah, you're right. And I. But you know, what's nice is like they're just. But you didn't know it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's yeah. a good thing. No, it's. You, yeah, I mean, they're just because they're all they're concerned with is putting out good comics. Your your opinion of them was based on the quality of their work. Right, not based on who they are, which is really a good sign for the books. So yeah, yeah. So with you know with with Space Riders and We Can Never Go Home. I mean, I'm I'm in for for both these books. You know, I'm 
I'm, I'm bummed that Space Riders is only four issues, but I can tell they're going to be a great four issues. Nice. So. All right. Yeah, if you can find those books, I highly recommend them. <sighs> hmm. I'm looking at my stuff. I don't know if I have anything else that I really want to talk about. Okay. Well, I can... Um, yeah. Well, real quick, um, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I know this is kind of like uh, Jared's jam. Yeah. But uh, for the heck of it, I picked up Batman number 40 at, oh, yeah, okay. at the local grocery store. Oh. Because Interesting. every so often I just like to do that. Uh, yeah. I like to pick up a random comic at a grocery store because it reminds me of a simpler time. Yeah. And I knew going in that this was the end of the Batman run with the uh, demise of a couple of characters. I'm not going to say who. Um, I feel like most people already know, but just in case, I'm not going to say. Okay. Um, you know, I, I haven't read Batman since the early issues of Zero Year, so that would have been somewhere before 25 so, uh, it's been about a year and a half, I guess, maybe two years since I've read Batman. Uh, I know I've missed a lot, but I just kind of jumped in and read this and it was fun and I didn't really need to know a lot. Um, or, yeah. or I should say what I didn't know didn't bother me. Yeah. It didn't, I feel like it didn't, um, impede my enjoyment of the issue. So... Uh, I feel like Batman is always going to be one of those characters that you should be able to just pick up and read and enjoy. Yeah. No matter what. But uh, yeah, and, and I, like I said, I, I can't really speak too much about the how this issue fits in with the ongoing story because I have not read any comics, you know, or, or read any issues. I think it was it Endgame. <clears throat> yeah. Endgame um, is the current storyline. Yeah, they really drug it out. I mean, that was that was kind of the thing about it. So, like that issue alone, I could, I think that was that issue alone. Number forty was. Uh, you probably didn't need to read the previous two uh, two issues, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it just was one of those things, like, why isn't it wrapped up yet? And I think they they might have just wanted to line it up with the issue 40. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to, but, um, maybe, I, maybe I'll save this question, for, or save this question for Jared, but um, when did Alfred lose his hand? Uh, he, he lost it during the story. Okay, so it wasn't... During, yeah, it did happen in Batman, not Batman Eternal, right? Because I thought right. I right. Okay, for some reason it, I thought it happened in Batman Eternal. I don't think so. I think actually, if I remember right, that it that it was actually the maybe the Joker that cut his hand off. Okay. Yeah. So it happened in the pages of Batman. Yeah. Okay. And I knew that happened because I I heard it was like maybe a month or two ago I was listening to a podcast. And they talked about it. So that wasn't a surprise. I knew that yeah. going in. Um, 
it's one of the nice things about listening to other comic book podcasts is you kind of, you know, you kind of learn a thing or two. <laughs> um, I think that's the other reason why I didn't feel so lost is because some of it seemed familiar from what I, from reviews of, heard, yeah. yeah, from reviews I've, I've heard on other shows. Um, so, but that being said, uh, yeah, like I said, I, 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 I felt like I could just pick up and enjoy Batman number 40 and it wasn't really a problem. Um, Again, kind of a weird issue to to pick up, but you know, being at like the last issue, but it was yeah. part, part of, like I said, that was just my my nostalgia. I just wanted to buy a comic book, any comic, and um, I went with Batman. Even you know, they had a lot of uh, the the grocery store only carries like just the the DC and RC comics. Right. That's all they carry. Right. So. Uh, yeah, so I went with went with Batman. Figured that's, that's a safe pick. Oh yeah, good choice. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, actually, um, if you picked up Divergence um, on Free Comic Book Day, mm-hmm. there's actually a little bit more after that story of you know kind of what happens after oh, issue okay. forty of Batman. Oh, that's good to so, know. Yeah, Cause so I, I won't spoil that either. I mean. Because I know you didn't read it, but it's you know what they did with Divergence for DC's Free Comic Day. They they took three eight-page stories, you know, and just put them into one book. Mm-hmm. So you got a Batman, Superman, and um, Wonder Woman stories in it. So I think, yeah, yeah. it was Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I remember it being like the Trinity. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, I, I still haven't read, I still haven't read my free comic books. So right. I'll do, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll do that some point this weekend. I mm. don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I have. All right. Yeah, my uh, my voice is crackling. So plus your, <laughs> uh, your 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 cold medicine's kicking in. Yeah, I'm about to pass out. <laughs> You're like I'm seeing streams of colors. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> I will probably read a couple more free comic book day comics and pass out. So okay, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's a hey. If, if if you know if there's any way to fall asleep, you know, reading comic books is <laughs> you know pretty good way to do it. I many many is a night that I've fallen asleep. Like I'd be laying on my stomach reading a comic in bed, and I'll wake up, I like face first in the comic. Yeah, like I would like slowly fall asleep until my head is in the comic, and I wake up and oh, yeah. like either my head is like it's stuck to my forehead or <laughs> my hand is like yeah. creasing the the book because I'm like falling asleep and grabbing it or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I got to get another copy of it now. It's all yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. It's got my forehead stain on it. You wake up and you found out you creased the page. Yeah, exactly. Your arm fell over on it. Yeah, that's the. It's happened. That's the you know the the pitfalls of reading in bed. <laughs> oh. oh man! All right. Well, I guess that's about it. Um, All right. Unless you have um, anything else. To- just the one announcement: the Sci-Fi in the Valley Con is coming up um, on. May 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's in Altoona, and I will be there selling my stuff, 
stop by. All right. Uh, say you heard about, say you heard me on the podcast, and uh, I will be pleasantly surprised. He'll give you everything on his table for free. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll, give, he'll give you a free sketch. Um, yeah, I'll give you something. I don't know what. I can't give you, promise anything. He'll give you a hearty handshake. Yeah. <laughs> a wink and a smile. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I'll buy you a you so- say podcast, I'll know what it means. I'll buy you a sody pop. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, on that note, uh, this has been Comic Book Pit episode 202. I'm Dan. I'm the dude. And we'll see you next week.